Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. How would you describe what's happened so far over the first couple of weeks here? Yeah, I mean, I think um, with all the new faces and, and new people in the organization, it, it was going to be different. Um, I think it's been good. I mean, you know, I, I think we brought in a lot of just really good people. Um, you know, really good baseball minds and, and just good baseball people, but then on top of that, just good people, people. Um, so it's been fun to get to know the staff and be around them, and um, yeah, it's, it's been good so far. What about your role? All of a sudden, it looks like you're the, I don't know how catching's going to be split, but I mean, you're the tenured guy who's been here, so do you feel like a, like a starter now? It's definitely a different feel. Um, I'm not. I'm definitely not taking anything for granted. Um, I certainly haven't been and told that I'm the starter. And um, even if I had been, then I mean, like we saw last year, you know, things can change throughout the year. So I'm really just more focused on getting better, and, and uh, that's always kind of my focus is to get better and, and help the team get better. But it's definitely a different feel for me personally um, because you know. Murph and Maley and Susak all have a good amount of big league time, but they don't know our pitchers. And so kind of by default, I've had to um, take on more of a leadership role just from the standpoint of they don't know any of the guys. And um, so that's been good. You know, I, I feel like I work better when I'm in a leadership role, so it's been good. Come from being a son of a coach. I mean, that's kind of a cliche, and yet at the same time, you're you, you're up in that environment, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that had a huge impact on me, and I don't think I know it did. And um, it has definitely shaped me to be the man I am today, and, and the teammate, and hopefully the leader. So, um, yes, I, I was. I took a lot of lessons from from watching his his games and practices over the years. Now, you talk about uh, getting better. What specifically? needs to get better in your game and please don't say everything <laughs> that's what i was gonna say so I, I, to I, I knew i knew you would i'll have to get more specific um you know just really i mean my two main focuses i would say are just improving on the offensive strides um that i made last year you know i i love rick and and he's helped me so much um so really getting better just at the the fundamental things that, that the foundational things that we put in last year and and getting more comfortable with those, and um, and then just receiving. Um, you know, that that became a huge focus of mine um, throughout the year last year, and so you know it's just constant tinkering and constant 
adjusting and just trying to figure out how to get better with that. So. Well, pitch framing is what, and in fact, I heard you kidding after Keller's start the other day when you were saying, no, it wasn't you, it was the pitch framing that, that, that you did. But to me, it's like, I mean, the Molinas move their freaking gloves. Um, which just kills me. I mean, I know it's just a subtle thing, right, with you, with you just hinge your wrist and, and that. Because to me, it's like if I'm an umpire and I see a catcher moving, <laughs> moving his glove into the strike zone, I'm calling it a ball because that tells me the catcher doesn't think it was. It was a strike. Yeah, certainly everyone's different. Um, it, it's just tricky because there's certainly, like you said, a fine line between moving it too much and, uh, not moving it enough or not presenting it well enough. and um, I think you can definitely do too much, like you said, and show up an umpire and piss the umpire off. Um, that, that hasn't happened to me yet, but... There's a, video, there's a video out there of some little kid, like probably 10 or 11 years old, who jumps up and catches a pitch and then brings it back down into the strike zone. Have you seen that one? I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but uh, I definitely try to frame everything and and make everything look as good as possible because, I mean, you just never know what might get called. Um, but from the same standpoint, you don't want to show up the umpire and right. piss him off. Well, so. that, as a catcher, you, you know, pitchers, they're going to be, you know, they can go out through some gyrations every now and again. But you're right there. You can't. And, and plus it will help you with the plate, right? Yeah. Presumably. You hope so. Um, you definitely, I mean, you know, you're back there with them multiple times a year, nine innings. Um, so you want to have a good relationship with them, and, and I try to keep things light and um, really try my best not to get mad and frustrated when I think they miss a call, um, just because I think that's counterproductive, and they're trying to do their job just like I'm trying to do my job. How often does that really happen, in, in your opinion? Um, in a typical game, how many calls do you think that, that you're not getting that, that you feel should have been gone your way it just it just really depends honestly i mean depends on the umpire i guess every every zone is really different i mean they have bad days just like we do so you know i try to respect that and respect that they're really doing their best and um you know if i feel like they aren't giving us something somewhat consistently then i'll say something like i say it's at the bottom of the zone i'll say hey like i think that's there can you take another look at it and just try to be respectful because I just don't really see any point in it getting combative and argumentative, and I just don't think that's good for either side. Keller was saying something the other day was kind of interesting about if it, if it goes to computerized strike zone, and uh, you know that's way above my pay grade. But he was talking about how you know how would that work because theoretically, if if you throw a breaking pitch that touches just a you know the upper corner of a strike zone, for example. Uh, is it going to? Is it actually going to call more pitches that we normally wouldn't think were in the strike zone? Strikes, if that makes sense. I don't know if I explained that right. No, that that will definitely happen because um, you know you get a big curveball like Keller or Keone or somebody like that. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see catchers' gloves hit the ground, but then you'll see the K zone and it'll clip the bottom of that K zone. So. Um, I think the same would be said for high pitches. I think edges are pretty self-explanatory. Like, there's not really, um, you know, the edge is the edge. But the bottom of the zone is up for debate, and the top of the zone is up for debate. And um, I think that's where you really see hitters and or pitchers get mad is if it could be a strike on the K zone, but it's usually not called. So it, that would that would definitely take some adjusting um, from both sides. 
Are you guys just due for some decent luck last year with all the injuries, especially to the pitchers, it seemed like? Do you think these pitchers are due to have, like, a relatively injury-free season? I hope so. Um, you know, obviously, I feel for J-Mo just, just going through Tommy John again. Just felt like he was really about to take off, um, kind of turn himself into one of those elite pitchers. But he'll be back. Um, he's working hard and feeling really good, so that's encouraging. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we did have a lot of injuries. Um, it's not an excuse. Obviously, it's, you know, to a certain extent, it's our job to stay healthy, and it's a challenge. It's probably one of the hardest parts of the job. But, um, you know, I hope so. I, I really feel like we have a staff that can take a huge step forward this year, um, not only in terms of health but in terms of on-field production. So I'm hopeful that, it, you know, as many guys can stay healthy as possible so that they can take that step forward. And finally, as a, I mean, you work with a pitching coach as well. The pitchers have really raved about Oscar Moran. What's, what's been your experience? Yeah, Oscar is a really good dude. Um, he's very smart. He really, he really knows all of the technology and analytics that we're using now. Um, and he knows how to explain it so the guys can understand it and make the improvements and adjustments that they need to make. Um, so that's been cool to see. And, you know, I just think it's going to be good because he's, he's really smart. Um, sometimes sometimes a new voice is good, and I, I think a new voice, um, or I hope that a new voice will be good for some of these pitchers. And I know they're enjoying getting to know him and, and really working with him. So it's been good.